We continue with our daily Bible reading in Paul's letter to the Christians in, in Ephesus, and we're in Ephesus chapter or Ephesians chapter five, where Paul is talking about the Christian life that we follow. Christian life that's first of all um, grounded and rooted in the forgiveness of God and in God's love for us and His love for us and seeing us in our sinful condition and seeing that we cannot change that, we cannot fix that ourselves. We cannot earn or buy forgiveness. Uh, the only way for sins to be forgiven is for someone to go to hell and to pay for it eternally. Uh, but that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, in order to take that punishment for us. And uh, that, that we might be able to conquer sin uh, through our faith in him. And, uh, and by that, and then by the power of that forgiveness and that love of God, uh, live lives that are counter to the world and, and counter to the, the life that got us in, into hell anyway, um, and, and how he does that through Jesus Christ. So we're in chapter five, where he talks about what that life looks like. Now it's interesting, he ends chapter four by saying, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So we're to follow the example of, we're to imitate God in forgiveness. As we've been forgiven, and as I said yesterday, uh, we've been forgiven not because because we earn it, not because um, uh, we've done something for it, not because we haven't sinned. Um, God said we chose to love us and God forgave us and we're to forgive in the same way. Uh, just as we've been forgiven, we're to imitate God. And then he starts out chapter five by saying that very thing. Therefore, so there's the therefore, because of what's happened to us, be imitators of God. Now, if you look at the rest of the chapter, you can see Paul is looking at the world and saying, you don't want to imitate the world because this is what the world looks like. And look at all the things he mentions there. Sexual immorality, impurity, uh, foolishness, uh, filthy language, crude joking, um, and all of that, uh, the impure life that he's talking about there, living in darkness rather than light, uh, walking in as children of the world. So he's saying we can imitate one or the other of those. We can imitate our world and continue to follow that. Or we should, he's calling us, he's begging us, he's pleading, he's praying for us that we would follow and imitate God and therefore to walk in love. And then here's the other thing I want you to, or I noticed as I was looking through this, notice how many times Christ is mentioned here and then it's always as Christ. So love, verse two says, walk in light as Christ loved the church. Uh, husbands and wives are to love one another as Christ loved the church. Wives are to submit to the husbands as as the church submits to Jesus Christ. So it's always in light of Jesus Christ, which changes that totally. And I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but starting at verse three, then he shows what imitating the world would look like, as I just mentioned, um, is the following ways that are that are not going to lead us to a, a, a good end. Look at verse five, where he says, "Don't you know?" that all of those who are immoral, impure, covetous uh, will not inherit the kingdom of God and Christ. That's why we, why scripture warns us about that kind of life and, and why we warn others about that too and proclaim both, both law and gospel. Yes, the love of God for us uh, in Christ Jesus, the forgiveness that we have, but the fact that we need that forgiveness because we're sinners, because we've fallen short of the glory of God. We follow the world way too much. We look just like them and that's only going to lead us away from the kingdom of God. God. 
Um, verse 7, he says, therefore, do not become partners with them. Don't walk in the darkness. Notice the light and the darkness contrast here. The darkness, we know where that's going to lead. We want to be brought into the light. And notice that being brought into the light, what's it do? Verse 13, it exposes that, um, that evil, but it doesn't just leave us there. Uh, but he says in, in verse 14, uh, we could arise from the dead as we're brought into the light of Jesus Christ. Not only does it expose the darkness of that life, but it also shows us the light of Jesus Christ, i.e. the love of God for us and the forgiveness of God for us so that we can walk in that way. Then he uses the contrast from 15, verse 15 on of wise and, and also uh, um, unwise. Uh, we want to walk in the ways of, of God's wisdom because we know that that wisdom leads to life. Look at this. Um, God's wisdom led to when Adam and Eve sinned, and, and we sinned too, in his wisdom, he sent his only son into the world uh, to be the savior of that world, to die in our place. We want to follow that wisdom. The wisdom of this world, the unwise wisdom of this world, always leads us to death, no matter what. It leads us to chaos. It leads us to more darkness. It, it destroys relationships in our lives. It, it destroys community. Um, and, and we see the effects of that around us every single day. Uh, Paul's calling us then to back to the ways of God, into the light, into wise kind of living. And then he ends this portion in verse 21 by, by saying, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So submitting means understanding our, our, our role in the world and understanding who we are uh, in relationship to God and in relationship with each other. Then he gets into one of the most critical and crucial things that God set up in the world. If you go back to the uh, to Genesis chapter 1, after God creates the whole world, and then Genesis 2 shows us the amplified version of that as he looks especially at day 6 and in the creation of Adam and Eve, it ends with saying, verse Genesis 2 says, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. In other words, God sets up marriage. And then from marriage, he sets up family, telling them to be fruitful and multiply. That relationship is key. And now Paul describes that more as he quotes that very verse in verse 31. And then above that talks about the roles of husbands and wives. And, and these are roles uh, that, that God has ordained and established for our good and for our blessing. Wives submitting to your husbands, expecting your husbands to be head of the family, i.e. to take ultimate responsibility for the family. And notice verse 23 says, as even as Christ is head of the church. And look at what Christ did for his church. He came for his church. He died for his church. He became a servant of his church. And he says the same thing when he, when he uh, speaks to husbands, love your wives as, again, as Christ loved the church. This is not a, this is not a privilege. This is not he's Lord and master of his family. He's head of his family, which means he's ultimately responsible. We are to love our wives as Christ and our families as Christ loved the church. And then look at what he did for the church. He cleansed her by washing with the word. He died on her behalf. Um, he, he came uh, to serve. And then when, when Paul wants to uh, describe what the, what the family is all about and what marriage is all about, he goes back to the beginning of time. He doesn't look at the latest custom. He doesn't look at the latest fad, but he goes back to the way that God designed us from the very beginning and actually gives a greater responsibility, places greater uh, uh, weight on husbands husbands and fathers in the family uh, to be who they are 
uh, in the way that God created him. And I think that's why, and then why God chooses to relate to us in so many male forms. He is our father. Jesus Christ is the bridegroom of the church of Jesus Christ, role modeling for us that we as husbands would imitate that same kind of love. And then he ends the chapter with something kind of interesting. Let each one of the husbands love his wife and the wife respect her husband. Um, just calling upon our, our roles and, and the responsibilities that God gives us um, for our good and for harmony in society. So take a look at that. Um, got any questions on that, please shoot those back to me. And God bless you as you continue in that word.